This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the legendary co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. He is the great man, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi, Damo. Marcus. It's nice to be with you, Marcus. It's been a long, long journey, lots of traveling, and it's a very sad day today. It's, um, it's, well, what are we going to focus on, Dave? Are we going to focus on the sadness or are we going to focus on the celebration? Cause... Well, I think we, we, we want to definitely celebrate, but at the same time, I'm, I am sad. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, am I'll sad. Be, and yeah. so I don't think it's, I don't think it benefits anybody to disengage from the emotions surrounding the loss of a loved one or the loss of a, of a champion or the loss of a mentor or any of that sort of thing. I think it's important that you do have grief, but it's also important, which is one of the things we want to talk about today, is the, is the celebration of this. Now, for those of you that might not be um, uh, might not be aware of what we're talking about, I'm going to play a one-minute uh, clip demo of yeah. the legendary Tommy Hafey, who passed away recently at the age of 82. When this uh, episode um, goes to air, um, we will have farewelled uh, Tommy. Um, Tommy's uh, funeral will have will have been, and um, and the world will be, as you said, Damo. We everyone is, is mourning his loss. But um, if you just only know Tommy Hafey as a as a football legend, or you might know uh, Tommy Hafey um, as uh, one of the ambassadors of Swiss. I'm just going to play an ad that featured Tommy Hafey for Jeep. And this is really one minute uh, summary of uh, Tommy Hafey, the legend. So I get up at 5.20. Just part of my life, I suppose. The, the fitness that I'm still doing, I think that's the important thing. Isn't it? A lot of people do ask me, oh, I don't want to be rude, but how old are you? And I think, well, I hadn't thought anything of it because I never stop uh, doing the work that I do. You put your head down and you're going to go for it. Give it everything you've got. You don't make it. That's not failure. Not having a go is failure. I say, just commit yourself and, and don't be thinking, damn it, I wish I could have it all over again because I didn't give it my best shot. Go hard. Don't hold back. Ten little words. If it is to be, it is up to me. I want you to put a big circle around the word me because that's where it all comes back to. It's you. What a legend, hey, Damo? Sorry, I was on mute. It's okay. Yeah, I was, it's, so, it's so nice to hear that, isn't it? Like, it's a nice reminder. We, you know, our original podcast, our original uh, interview that we did with Tommy, um, had all of that spirit. It captured all of that spirit. And you've got a sense of the man, who he was, his drive, his passion, his inspiration, and his influence over so many people around Australia. Look, potentially the world. There's people that have travelled around the world having been inspired by Tommy. And uh, and so, yeah, that was beautiful. Great to hear that. I thought, I thought Damo, we, it would be great for us to share 
just some of the wisdom that Tommy um, shared with us uh, in the early episodes of, of 100 Not Out, but really some of the, the wisdom that Tommy's shared, as you said, um, with the world. I thought we could go, you know, we really just reflect on Tommy's life. And I might just add in here, folks, that it's a, there's a lot that's happened, Damo, with Living Legends over the last, oh, really, three months. Um, we haven't actually said this on the program yet, but... Damo, our good friend uh, at 100 Not Out, Ruth Frith, passed away at the age of 104 six weeks ago. Um, We put it on our Facebook page but didn't actually – I don't think we've actually said it on the podcast. And I also want to make mention of Alice Hurt Sommer, who we've spoken about a number of times on the podcast. And um, she was the oldest survivor of the Holocaust who passed away recently at the age of 110. So just in the last three months, there's been what I would call, what I often refer to as living legends, really, um, who have passed away. And I think it's just such a great opportunity to really bottle up what they've shared with us, Damo, because there is so much to learn out of living quality lives. And um, I thought, let's start with Tommy because it's fresh in it's fresh in everyone's uh, um, hearts and minds at the moment. And yeah. uh, and if we've got time, we'll we'll talk about um, Ruth and Alice. But we might even dedicate another future episode to those two ladies as well. Yeah. Um, but Damo, one of the biggest things I I learned from Tommy is his focus um, and his belief that you don't break contracts with yourself. Yes. Um, he would say that he would hate it when when coaches or players or business people or anyone would break contracts. Yeah. Because Tommy was very big on a commitment. If you give someone your word, you 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 do it. Now, in this day and age, people might go, well, we can't afford to be that loyal these days. We've got too many other things. But but Tommy was very big into loyalty. and, and But most selfishly, loyalty to yourself. So if you make a promise, keep it. Um, so my take on that demo is, in this day and age particularly, is to keep the promises that you make but be wary of the promises that you that you make. You don't want to make too many promises to too many people. That's true. That's true. It's a it's a I think Tommy's so so um he's so I suppose the word discipline would come up that he would never he would never break a promise. But um I think it's also uh, the, the the next kind of thing that he would say is that, and he used it in that ad if it is to be it is up to me. He's so big on self responsibility. Yeah that's so right. no excuses, you know, like if you make a commitment to yourself or a commitment to others or whatever it is that you do in your life, you are the one that's responsible for it. And don't play the victim. Don't think. Don't point the finger. Um, if it is to be, it is up to up to me. And, and don't look for anyone else's, I suppose, um, you know, alibis or excuses to to say why is that you couldn't do something. Well, that's very true. And look, there's a there's a department store here in Australia for those of you listening overseas, but a department store here in Australia um, called Maya. And about nearly 20 years ago, they identified that uh, their customer service was dropping and they launched a program called If It Is To Be, It's Up To Me. And really? They did. And they launched this program and it was a, a service um, standards program and you know you, you learn how to answer the phone, you learn how to interact with your customers, you learn how to close a sale, you learn how to pack a bag, all those sorts of things. And at that point in time, the service standards of Maya lifted enormously and the staff morale was incredible because people felt that they had ownership over their job and their role and that's what those 10 little words actually 
impart on you is a sense of self-responsibility. So people then felt that they were responsible for that interaction with the person they were interacting with, whether it be on the telephone or whether it be you know at the register or whether it be you know talking about the product. Um, and of course, when they dropped that particular um, education program, that, that morale as part of their cost-cutting exercises, we saw that there was a service standard drop at, at Maya, and, and that continues to be one of the problems that many retailers face is that the um, employees don't take self-responsibility. And it's amazing the power of those 10 little words. If it is to be, it is up to me. And mm. if you, like Tommy said, put it up there and circle the me because it is all about you. Um, it's a bit, it's more profound and more powerful. Um, the third point from Tommy's wisdom is that he would say, and I cracked up every time he said this because he said it so often, but he would say <laughs> so enthusiastically, he'd say, oh, Marcus, I'm demented about family. I'm just demented about them. He was so, <laughs> he loved them so much. Yeah. He would say, I'm demented about family. And it just threw me every time. Yeah. And um, But he was just obsessed with family time and quality family time. He loved taking his grandkids to school. Like it was a real thing for him taking his grandkids to school. And I loved the way he just he embraced romance in his marriage to Maureen. Um, he would always say, oh, doesn't she look like a movie star? You know, Greta Garbo, eat your heart out. Like... <laughs> I just love, and he would say that up until the day he died, like so much love and romance in a relationship and he just had so much love for family and you look at the graceful ages, you look at people that have really put quality into their quantity of life and and, uh, a focus on family has really been at at the center point of that. So, um, so important, isn't it, Damo? You and I are both big on family. Love it. Love family. Um, And I think it's contagious. You know, those people who are more optimistic tend to be loving their family. You know, you tend to get less bogged down in the troubles of the world if you've got family around you to support you and, you know, or family or friends and sometimes people's friends are more like their family. So, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do to be with your family and I love yeah. being with my family. Well, what are your, um, what are some of your, when you think of Tommy, like what, what for you is like, I just love that about Tommy? Oh, what I loved and I got this, you know, really early on in our conversation and understanding of Tommy and my wife actually had some dealings with Tommy through one of the companies she used to work with um, was that he did what he loved and he loved what he did. And, uh, and so, you know, take that away as a, as a takeaway point was that, you know, if you do what you love and you love what you do, then nothing ever seems like hard work or a job. You know, you, you just you do it and, uh, and it's easy. It's part of what you do in a day. And, you know, you mentioned, Marcus, that Tommy drove 60,000 kilometers a year to spread his word of empowered living and self-esteem. And, and that's an incredible amount of kilometres to be driving at uh, at any age, let alone over eighty. And uh, and the only way you can do that is to love what you do. Yeah, and he that's the thing. He wasn't like, oh, I've got to drive out here today, or I've got to. He'd be going to some random country town, and you wouldn't hear him go, oh, I've got to drive out here. It's like I get to drive there, yeah. and I get to go and Speak I to get these to. Kids. Yeah, and I was listening to, I think it was Kevin Bartlett on radio the other day, say that Tommy had this amazing knack of um, remembering where people lived. So he'd be in random towns and he'd be like, oh, I coached I coached a player that, you know, lived in this town and he lived just around the corner from the post office or whatever and he'd find a way to, to find his house and knock on his door and have a cup of tea. <laughs> and I just think that's just so awesome. I mean, that's, I think, um, you know, people have said, it's just, it's beautiful to, you really, it's beautiful to hear what people say about people when they die. Um yes. 
And I think it's been great to hear people say how positive Tommy is, but how much of a focus he had on people. Like they said that Tommy is, you know, one of the few real grassroots people in, in football because football these days is such a professional sport. It's like a business. Um, there's not many real grassroots people, but Tommy was all about people. And uh, you hear, you've heard, you know, footballers say, oh, we didn't play for, for Richmond or Collingwood. We played for Tommy Hafey uh, because he had that impact on people. And I think if people listening today could really get an insight into what that means for, for our daily lives, it's that whilst we've got Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and emails and the internet and we've got ways to communicate without seeing people, some of the, the like the one of the most powerful points or wisdoms from Tommy's life is that his focus was on people. Like he never had a mobile phone up until the day he died. He didn't have a mobile phone. Uh, I think his his home phone still had the cord on it. Don't we? <laughs> they didn't have a cordless phone. Do you remember we were speaking to him? We were speaking to him about that, and, and he did. And I think he still used a fax, didn't he? Because he, oh, he still he didn't, still used a fax. He had a fax. He didn't use the internet. He wasn't doing, he wasn't on emails. And you know, one of the amazing oh. things is that when you uh, when you listen to an interview that we did with him first time round, we said, "How can people get in touch with you, Tommy?" He goes, "Just get him to give me a call. Call Look me at me home." And he gave us his home number. Do you remember that? Look me up in the white pages. Look me up in the white pages. I don't even know what the white pages are, but anyway. Oh, he's still I haven't been there for years. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Tommy. But isn't that like, see, that, that lifestyle that he held on to forced him to have a more personal relationship with people. Like, he, instead of emailing, like, I still remember, he would call. he would call me every two or three months to say, you know, let's get some more talks going down at the footy clubs, you know, down in Gippsland. Let's do this. Let's get them. Let's hold a training session, la, la, la. And he couldn't send me an email and say, Marcus, Tommy Hafey here. What availabilities do you have for a talk, you know, over the next two or three months? He That wasn't what he did. He literally called people all around the country saying, it's Tommy Hafey here. I'd love to come back to your town. Let's organize another talk. Nice. It was good old-fashioned good old one-on-one fashion. communication. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. There's been 20 emails just this morning going around, you know, the directors of, um, of Yeah, the Wellness Couch. The wellness the couch and things. we could all just deal with it in 15 minutes on a, on a call. It's incredible. Oh, uh, well. Lessons, um, lessons to be learned, isn't there? Like, there's lessons to be oh, learned. Oh, there is. There yeah. is. It's, and it's, it is like, still, you still, I'm sure people listening would go, it's so much easier to get something done by calling someone and sending an email and waiting for a response. Yeah. These are, these are tenants, so, yeah. aren't they? Like these are tenants of a successful life, I think, aren't they? And so yeah. it's that communication. We talk about this, you know, living well and aging well is all about um, purpose, engagement, and exercise, and and or movement. And so that purposeness, it's it's almost purposeless sending an email unless you're after an answer. But it, there's such a lag, and so there's that lack of continuity and there's la- lack of touch and personality in an email. So he yeah. managed to maintain that contact with people, which gave him a lot of purpose as well. It would be remiss of us, wouldn't it, if we didn't talk about exercise? Yeah, that's it. Uh, and Tommy. But yes. you know what I love, Damo? Is well, it no. Tommy was Well, I do. Still... I know a lot of things that you love, but uh, <laughs> not in this regard. <laughs> he was still exercising in the days and weeks before he died. Even though he had cancer and even though he probably wasn't feeling 100%, he still did what he loved and loved what he did. I don't know if they were unofficial sightings, but there are even sightings of Tommy running up uh, Mount Evelyn. Just oh, a really? couple of weeks ago. <laughs> no, uh, and then there were sightings of him at uh, St. Kilda last week. No. Um, no, that would have been 
that wouldn't have been the case. Poor Tommy. He look the the reality of Tommy was that he you know after his surgery to get the tumor removed, um, he he didn't go well. It, it wasn't it wasn't all beds of roses for Tommy, um, and uh, and I don't think people would have seen him out there exercising because you know he he wouldn't have been able to. So. Um. But the, I think the thing is with, with not just his exercise but with his lifestyle is yeah. that he did, and this is probably something that I think is one of the most powerful things, is that he actually he went relatively quickly. So by the time he was diagnosed with cancer to the time he died, it wasn't a long, drawn-out process over months and years. That's so true. That's so true. And he's a champion like that, you know. Like he, he knew what his purpose was. He knew he'd been doing that and he'd been delivering his purpose for some, a, a long time. And his time was up, you know. Whoever decides on when we're supposed to die or when we're supposed to go decided that Tommy had given enough. He'd done a lot. And uh, he touched so many people around the world that it was time for him to, you know, cheerio. So some people, Damo, say, oh, no, but, you know, uh, if you get to 82, I mean, 82 is still young. Um, and 82 is young. Uh, 82, when there's people out there that are in their 90s and 100s, 82 is young. But 82 is also not young. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. It's also not young, depending on how you want to look at it. But what impresses me the most about Tommy and others like Tommy is that they packed so much quality into their life. They don't have this decline. And I think... It's a it's a weird thing. Some people would say, "Oh, this is just absolute rot." But I find it staggering how many people that live a quality life don't have a long drawn out passing. Like they might get pneumonia, it might be cancer, but it's often found in its final stages. Um, they might die in their sleep. They might have a stroke a couple of weeks before they die. They might even have a fall, and then and that brings about a quick end. Um, but I kind of get a lot of comfort out of observing these living legends pass away quickly. Yeah. Um, they have this quality of life. I mean, Jack LaLanne, who we didn't get the opportunity to interview because he passed before we started this podcast, but yeah. he lived to 97 in the States, was really, I suppose, a founder of gyms and even juices and uh, was also a great chiropractor, had his own TV show uh, back in the 50s. Trailblazer. Uh, real trailblazer. But he was exercising the day before he died. He was in the gym. Wow. It might have been three days before he died, but he was diagnosed with pneumonia. They had to give him a, a cause of death and they put it down as pneumonia. Really? But, and it was the yep. day before he was in, in the gym? Yep, they had to, if it wasn't a day, it was definitely three days. Far out. But he had this quality of life right up until the final hours before he died. Mm. Um, mm. And he died in his sleep. Um, yeah. You can't put natural causes anymore, you know. These people that still age and die gracefully, yeah. they can no longer die of, of natural causes. But I just love that people like Tommy, people like Ruth Frith, yes. people like um, Alice Hurt Sommer, yeah. it's not like they're declining for... For, for 10 years. You know, Alice Hurt Sommer was playing the piano three hours a day, um, if not up until the day she died, up until at least the weeks that she died. Yeah. I mean, that's just incredible to be doing what you love and loving what you do up yeah. until your final days. I mean, that's just the best. Yeah. Absolutely. Whether it's 82, whether it's 52 or 42 or 72, it doesn't matter because I still maintain, and I'm sure you do as well, Damo, quality is 50 times more important that qu- than quantity. Mm. So true. We are actually talking about that last night in respect to, and I, I was speaking in Sydney last night, I was talking to a couple of chiropractors about this and it was about a number of different things like the quality of something is far better than the quantity of something in, in almost every single case. 
And so, you know, in this regard, with regards to life and living well, the quality of your life is far better than quantity. And we're seeing this people are living for a long time these days, not necessarily great. And that's why we did this podcast is so that people could live great quality years as well as quantity. So whatever quantity you've got, they want to be great. And that's why we do this podcast. And uh, and so you want to focus on that sort of stuff. One of the things that we got from Alice was a beautiful quote where she said, I have no room for pessimism or hate. And you think about the uh, the the destructive nature of just that emotion of hate and uh, and that feeling of pessimism. Um, the, those two um, very, very powerful emotions and feelings that go inside the body can turn your, your, your guts and, and your whole body into knots. And uh, that's, that's essentially creating subluxation in your whole of your nervous system and the whole of your body. So I love that she had no room for pessimism or hate because that's a it's a beautiful state of being to be in. It's very mindful. Yeah. And for uh, someone that went through the Holocaust and went yeah, through lost out. family, um, had had what some people would call. Um, I know, when I used to live in Ireland, they they had this term. If it was a, if it was a rainy day, they'd call it hateful. And I was like, geez, that's a strong word. It, the weather out there is hateful. Some people would say that Alice Heard Sommer had a hateful life. Um, but you speak to the woman herself or listen to the woman herself in her interviews. She, she says it was that anything but, yeah. um, which is like, wow, she had a, a documentary made about her which won an Oscar. I think it was yeah. called The Lady in Number 6 last year. And I was thinking, holy moly, like, to come through all of her experiences and live this graceful life, have a doco made about you, win an Academy Award, live to 110. I know. I mean, jeez. Jeez, how about that? <laughs> you know, I mean, just so inspiring. Amazing. So inspiring. Amazing. Um, we really could go on and on. Damo, you have, you, you really have uh, led the way here. We must do a, a whole episode on on quality and quantity. Yes. Um, and all the different things in life because you've got me thinking about food. Oh, yeah. You know, like one organic apple or six conventional apples. You got me thinking about shoes. You and I have spoken about shoes before and one <laughs> pair of good shoes or five pair of average shoes. shoes. That's it. You got me thinking about a job, you know, like people that are in a job for 40 years. Like Just that's, break. Imagine you, know, you worked in a job and you called oh, it your job and it was work and it was hard work and you didn't enjoy it and you were miserable and grumpy and moody. and oh, It would be oh, terrible. You imagine, can't hack it. Can't no, hack it. No way. So we could go on. I really, really want to go on, but um, you would. But we're out of time. Um, <laughs> we are. We are. Yeah. But let's so, you know. Let's um. Let's wish Tommy all the best and Ruth all the best and you know everyone around us that we know that has passed at some point. Um, and having lived and led a great life, um, you know, it'd be nice to give a bit of a time to think about those people in your life who have had an impact and and just to thank them. Because they'll be around, yeah. and 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 I think thank them, Damo, um, especially for you and I feeling you know the way we have about Tommy and a lot of other people listening, people that are important in your life that have passed. Like, what have they taught you about living your life? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just just uh, just before we finish, this is just going to say this. I didn't exercise this morning, Damo. Had a tough night with the kids. I woke up uh, this morning, didn't exercise, and uh, before I started working this morning, I. Uh, got down on the floor and I said, uh, this is going to sound a bit corny, but uh, you can laugh. I said, this is for you, Tommy, and I punched out 20 push-ups. And I wrote down on my list of things to do today, do 100 push-ups. Nice. Because um, I, I just read somewhere and I know people always say this. It's like, what would what would Tommy Hafey say? And you might have a parent who's passed away or a best friend that's passed away and you say, what would they do right now? What would they say right now? And that's kind of where these people in our lives that have passed on are still living. Mm. They have that influence over over our lives. They do. 
uh, and it could be it could be a brother, a sister, a best friend, whoever it is. It could be a celebrity, someone that you've just admired, and you say, "Well, what would they do or say or recommend right now?" And those those uh, tenets that we've passed on in this episode that we've learned personally from Tommy, and you may have learned listening from Tommy in earlier episodes of uh, One Hundred No Doubt. I think it was episode two. We interviewed Tommy. Um, might have even been episode one. Um, it was early but, on. Uh, it? It was yeah, early just on. a just a yeah, wonderful, wonderful um, legacy that Tommy's left, and and we thank him for it. Damo, thank you so much again. Um, uh, look forward to another episode with you on 100 No Doubt. Folks, remember, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit the little subscribe button on your smartphone or go to the iTunes store and uh, hit subscribe there. We'd always love to hear your feedback. You can go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash 100 Not Out, but that is all letters. Come and join us at the Wellness Summit, thewellnesssummit.com. Early bird tickets on uh, sale at the moment. Um, and also remember, we've got seven other fabulous podcasts on the Wellness Couch. Go to the Wellness Couch.com. You can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Hi, Lawrence Tamry from The Wellness Guys Show and the Inside the Champion's Mind. The Wellness Summit returns to Melbourne in 2014 for not only one, but two days of powerhouse wellness with your favorite wellness couch host and Australian's wellness elite. Join us at Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16th and Sunday, August 17th for inspirational, educational, fun, exciting, sensational cocktail of wellness that promises to help you take your life to the next level. Regular tickets are $297, but for strictly limited time, we have 150 seats available for just $247. Hurry up, because the first 150 tickets when we went on sale sold out in 48 hours. So be quick. Join us at the two-day live event that will change your life forever. Tickets now are on sale at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.